When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Here every week, win, lose, or draw. Talking all things United. This is the United People's Podcast. How are we doing, everybody? Sam here, United People's Podcast. And Neil is... It's me and Neil. It's been a while since it's been me and Neil. Uh, Unfortunately, we're not coming here after a, a win. United have somehow managed to score three goals in the Allianz Arena and get zero points, which is almost spectacular when you think about it. The game itself was uh, an utter mishmash of frustration. Uh, it was just the ups and downs. It was a proper roller coaster game, and United came out on the wrong side of it. Uh, me and Neil were going to talk through it, talk about all the goals, Anana's mistake, Casimir and Eriksson, Hoyland's performance, Regulon, quite impressive. Um, and also a look ahead towards Burnley, which I now think is it's a seriously important game, Burnley, and we'll speak about that next. But Neil, been a while. I missed you. It has. And I normally only turn up when we've done well. I'm, I've become so fair weather. You can like, I'm like a pine cone. You can tell the weather by it. Like when I'm <laughs> here, it's because we've played well. So I'm, I'm fair weather as fuck. I like literally haven't been here because we've been dreadful. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I felt a lot more doom after the Brighton defeat than I do after the Bayern defeat, which is, I mean, I'm really clutching at straws here because we've lost both games. But, the the Brighton game was kind of, it was a total defeat. It was quite humiliating what they did to us at Old Trafford. There at Bayern Munich, I went there with an optimistic hope of a score draw. Uh, going up, I genuinely think Bayern Munich away, only Real Madrid away could have been a harder first game in the Champions League for, for any team. And it's what United got. Uh, and we, we came there, Ten Hag set up quite aggressively when you think about it. He had history. He could have easily just played four five proper 4-5-1 like Fergie did. It's kind of what I thought he might do, but he didn't. He had Palistri and Rashford tracking back, Hoyland on the counters, and it worked, man. First 20 minutes, like I was watching United going, wow, we're actually controlling a game of football, let alone that. We're controlling Bayern Munich. Didn't expect that. No, no one expected that. I mean, like Brighton now feels like some form of repressed childhood memory. It's more of a feeling. It's like an all-over-body feel. It was awful. It was genuinely awful. It was just, it was... 
stunningly awful. So I, I, I mean, this is weird, and this is maybe a controversial opinion, but I was quite happy with our loss yesterday. Surprise! I mean, as, as far as you can be happy with a loss, right? Yeah. Jeez, let's not go too far. Bloody hell. No, well, I, I look, I, I was chatting to some some mates before the game, and to a man, we all thought we were going to get absolutely pummeled. Um, and we did well. We kind of did. I mean, but it, it didn't show up in the score. That's the thing. Like you, you can look at that in years to come, and it was just it was a four three away. But you, you're right. We controlled well. The first sort of twenty minutes, Bayern seemed weirdly cagey. Although Kane just wasn't in the game. Obviously, he did that layoff for the goal. But then it felt like we we sort of, we still played quite well after after they scored the goal after the Anana. I mean, did we? Oh, did we? Did we? Fuck, man! We conceded two goals in five minutes. It's like yeah, true, true. No, fair enough, fair enough. But we fought back a little bit. Normally, I mean, we yes, in the second, point, if, you know, in the second, about to be five. Mate, I will tell you what, Ten Hag must have unleashed hell in that in that dressing room because everybody came out with an actual response. But we've got to look. There's what do you think the reaction is going to be? to the Anana mistake? Or what, what, what would you say the reaction has been? Uh, because it feels like there's, I don't know whether it's just I'm more exposed to it because it's it's what I do on a day-to-day basis, but it feels like quite a few United fans are waiting for Anana to make a mistake, to pounce on it, to be like, wow, well, you shouldn't have got rid of the hair, who still doesn't have a club, which kind of tells you everything. But it was a it was a ridiculous mistake from him. It wasn't anything to do with being a good shot stopper or a bad shot stopper. It's a Sunday league save. It was mm. straight at him. It was not hit with venom. All he's got to do is just literally fall on the floor behind it and it will hit his body. But he, he did, just he was he did manage to fall over. He did manage to fall over. He did yeah, that but not in front, not behind the ball. No, it was it was a J. I mean, we we said before on this that he is gonna be a bit like Bartes. There's gonna be moments of brilliant. He did, you know, he pulled off a couple of decent saves, but that for me that felt like a kind of a Bartes moment. It's just one of those kind of you didn't you didn't see it coming because you you're right, it was it was utterly schoolboy what happened there. But that, that kind of then set the tone. So I, I take your point, right? Basically, we didn't play well, but we didn't completely collapse as we normally do at 2-0 is kind of my point. But that was the point that Bayern, as soon as that happened, there was blood in the water and Bayern started to play up again. And that's when we started to, to really, really struggle. Mate, it's, um, it, it's really, look, the Onana situation, it was, it was uh, at the very least he fronted it after the game, which... Yeah. Not every United player would have done that and not every United player has done that. This is my fault that we lost to Bayern Munich, which I thought was very brave. Which which in itself is is, is a good sign, but the mistake should not have happened. But I tell you what, it's just, it sums United up at the moment, right? Because if it's not the takeover impacting the club, if it's not injuries making more difficult, if it's not VAR constantly in these last few weeks, just, don't know, twisting the knife, it's your goalkeeper pulling out a a once a season mistake when you're actually playing decent away at Bayern Munich. And then, for the, mate, this is the third time in the last four games, right, that United have conceded two goals in a five-minute period, like mm. back-to-back. Forrester happened, Arsenal happened, and now away at Bayern Munich. I don't know what happens to these players when they concede a goal, but they just forget about playing football for about at least five minutes. And we've been well, punished three times. That's happened when we scored. It's not just when we... Yeah, well, both. Yeah, exactly. That too. That was oh, so infuriating. That, I mean, they, they that last goal was banging from that. Oh, yeah, but the last goal doesn't really matter. The last goal, the last two goals in the in the game were, were largely irrelevant, really. It was a brilliant goal, though, to, to be fair to them. But it, that's the, we did control it well for the first 20 minutes. And then you sort of thought, well, okay, we're all still in this. You know, we're goal behind, but then two goals behind. But when we did then score, 
we completely lose all sense of shape and reason and they just go up a gear. You think they could have probably done this the whole time. It felt like they were at more of a canter than we possibly realised to start off with. Uh, man, that, again, I'm talking about like you, you, you can't really... Um you can't really plan for your goalkeeper making a howl and mistake like that. No, you can't really plan for four minutes after you score for Ericsson to be penalised for a penalty when it's hit his arm from three yards, like two yards. What do you yards. think of that, by the way? What did you I think mean, I mean, like, piss off, man. Like, mm. again, like three consecutive games, Garnacho, Arsenal, uh, Brighton with the Rashford one to Hoyland. And now this, it's just, I, I, I find me a football fan that said has says oh VAR's made football a better, a better spectacle. Oh no, it's 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 basically gradually strangling it. It's, I know, it's, but it's just it's just every single game. I I, I, sw- I don't know whether it was um the commentators were getting it wrong, but they said like within fifteen seconds of it happening, oh yeah, they've looked at it, check complete. That's and right. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh wait a minute, I think they're yeah. doing a double check. I'd rather I don't know they got it wrong. Mistakes, you know, v- v- VAR is just not. I know it's boring to talk about VAR. It really is boring and everyone does it. But I'd rather I'd rather go out on some real injustices that would have been picked out by VAR rather than have to endure VAR. Oh, mate, like, like, like when, when Drogba scored that goal for Chelsea at Old Trafford all those years ago mm. when we were going for the title, when he was about 400 yards offside. It's a massive injustice, but it's, you know, you move on from it. Yeah, it was absolutely. just kind of part and part of the, the conversation of football. You go down to pub and you argue about the controversies. Yeah. Instead, you, you're like... You're like a shitty scientist with a magnifying glass. The things Bal always makes this point. There's like some things go your way, some things don't. So over I know that. time, it, it, it does balance out. So there'll be injustices on both sides. So you can be a bit more sanguine about it. It is the it also also Vars boring. You don't know what the passion's gone, and you don't know when to celebrate. Can I celebrate? Can I say? Oh, can I celebrate? Can I say? And then yeah, I just it's just the, I, I think football's becoming a lot less fun. Football, well, well, geez, that that's, that can be. A that's not just because we're shit. I mean, I, us us being shit doesn't really help, though. Let's be completely honest. No, no, I'd be feeling a lot different if we'd basically won five titles in the trial. You know, VAR yeah, is all right, really. It's kind of added to the game in a way. Yeah. But it'd be nice, um, it'd be nice. yeah, it doesn't help that we're we're, we're miserable. I, it's Mate. weird that we are miserable considering going how I personally felt. And I know you did going into this season. Right. Well, let's let's be honest. Like, there's a. Uh, there's definitely stuff that Ten Hag has got wrong. I think if I was to isolate one thing, I would say the thing he's probably got wrong is Casemiro and Eriksen together. Now, I know it's probably because of a lack of alternative that he's got inside the squad because Amrabat's not fit, Maynou's injured, Scott McTominay, we'll speak about him a little bit later, but it's clear that he's not particularly happy now at United. I think that the McTominay that we knew has kind of gone a little bit. But last season when we played out from the back with the ball, first couple of games against Brighton and Brentford, we got pumped. Mm. he switched it up. He's like, right, okay, we'll go a little bit long. And then we beat Liverpool. We won four games on, on the spin because he tweaked his tactic. He goes, right, okay, this team's not quite ready to do what I want them to do. We'll switch it up a little bit until we're a little bit more comfortable. With his high-pressing system, which he wanted to do, it's why he bought Mason Mount. After the first couple of games, he goes, he's what he should have done in hindsight is that's not quite working. Let's maybe shore up the midfield a little bit until my players are back from injury and we've got everybody in and everybody knows and then start pushing it. Instead, he's kind of stuck to what he wanted to do. And Casemiro and Eriksen, they look like they're 94. Like they, they, are, they are so not fit for purpose in this high-intensity midfield and they just constantly get exposed. Last few games, like Nabry's goal uh, was just a runner into the box and nobody was tracking him. That mm. happened against Arsenal with Odegaard, Welbeck with Brighton, 
Happened twice against Brighton, actually. Pedro, Pedro too. It's happened like four times because Casemiro and Eriksen don't have the legs. But then who else do you put in? Do you put McTominay in? McTominay. You saw, you, you saw, you saw McTom- what McTominay did in that game. It's just like... Yeah, but McTominay felt like gone. he was a lot further forward. They didn't feel like he was playing in him in the, sort of the McTominay no, role. But, no, no. The McTominay role should be further forward because that's where he's better. But he just... If there's one thing I would never that's not criticize... What, that's not, what, that's not, not what's needed when you've got... No. Casemiro and Ericsson together. You need if, if there's one thing I wouldn't normally criticise McTominay for, it's the physical aspect of his game. He normally gives so everything. He drives, he runs, he, he, he gives his all. And it was a complete opposite well. of what he gave against Bayern. Like he just was just trundling back. And everybody seems to be doing it. I think the players are a little bit fucked, I'll be honest. The system itself, injuries, man. The injuries galore. Well, see, that is, the, that is the bit. That's the elephant in the room. That is the biggest extenuating circumstance in this whole thing that is apocalyptic. There's 12 injuries. That's apocalyptic levels of injury. So at the moment, I think to a degree, Ten Hag, if people need to calm down a little bit. They really do. This We look, we said before, like, is this Ten Hag's team? And we had six starters that were Ten Hag players yesterday. It's not Ten Hag's team. You look at the bench. I mean, how many goalies do we have on the bench? We had three goalies and and, and Johnny Evans. That was our defensive reinforcement. Crazy. There, were, there were no so, fullbacks either. I know. It's, it's insane. So like, this isn't, we are not, it's, we can't really judge this team yet because they've yet to play. Didn't he say the other day he's, he's never picked his first 11? But that's what he's, he's said to like three, but I mean, that's, that's kind of part and parcel of football, right? Like Kevin De Bruyne is out of Man City and you wouldn't even know, right? So that's how established their squad is. But I, Amrabat, wait, we've, we've got to hope that Amrabat is what he is because I, I, I thought about this the other day and it kind of hurts, but I, what, I wonder how different it would have been had we actually got De Jong instead of Casemiro. From the very beginning, that was his man. That was the person he realised he needed in this team. Mm. And because of United's lack of planning and scouting, we didn't really have a massively viable alternative to Frankie De Jong. So the club went, Casemiro, let's try that. And it worked. We got Casemiro. We thought, ah, brilliant, we got it. But ultimately, it was a short-term solution. And a year later, we're now questioning our midfield again. Yeah. We are. I, the drop-off in, in Casemiro has been uh, shocking. What is it? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Did he just have a good summer? Has he just lost it? Is it the system? Is maybe it he had a bad three? summer. Maybe he had a bad Maybe it was a bit drizzly where he was and he's just a bit sad. He, he so. doesn't. He's not. He doesn't look the same. His body language as well. He's not. But then he goes yeah. and scores two yesterday, which is that's not, that's not the measure of a successful defensive midfielder. I thought he was a ghost for a mm. lot of that game. Just playing around him. Our midfield has just been played around. I would say though he compared. He was one of the players I thought that acquitted himself better than he has of late compared to everybody else on 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 the pitch. Yeah, but Regulon, Hoyland, and Casemiro were probably the only ones that could sort of hold their heads up a little bit. I thought Rashford and Bruno. I thought Bruno was terrible yesterday. Really, Uh, people were were slamming, having a go. And don't get me wrong, I love Bruno. He's our best player, but you could call out a bad game when he has a bad game. I I think I give Bruno a lot more leeway because. Uh, I see more fundamental problems in the team, and I, 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 mainly in midfield. I look at like the Onana situation. Like Onana with Bayern Munich, right? They did the exact same thing as Arsenal. They didn't press Onana; they just covered his passes, and they just stood there and went, "Go on, then, find someone." Mm. And he it, in, 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 invariably went point. long a lot. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Because we don't have that person, that midfielder who, if Casemiro or Eriksen had the energy levels, they'd be able to drop a shoulder 
lose their marker and then yeah, go and make themselves that's an a option. De Jong, that's a perfect De Jong fit, that is. That's exactly what De Jong is. And that's that's exactly what Amrabat is, by the way. So that's yeah. what we're missing. That is the fundamental bit in the middle of the cog that we are missing. And we just have to hope that Amrabat is as good as we hope he is. Mate, I genuinely think, I genuinely do think we have been dealt. We've had, a, I think Ten Hag may have offended a witch in in pre-seed. And now before he came here, he just has very, very, I think he's a very competent manager. And he has very, very bad luck. He's, he, he has the drama in the circus that is Man United to deal with. Obviously, well-documented Ronaldo, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. Anthony, yeah. Sancho. There is a circus that sort of goes on at all times that he has to somehow be the ringmaster of. But he's he's a year in. He is a year in. And like we've had, as I said, it's a staggering amount of injuries. We're not, we can't really judge. We can't judge it. Yes, I think, it's, I, I think he could have done better with the players that are still on the pitch for considering the teams that we've played. But I think it will click. I do think it will click. When they start coming out, like Mount's back, Varane's back, and possibly Amber back, back for Burnley. Well let's, well, let's talk about Burnley then. Because uh, the, way, the way I'm now looking at Burnley is probably a similar way to how I was looking at the Liverpool game in season one. After Brighton and Brentford, we kind of needed to see a response. Mate, that is a dreadful statement in terms of not that you said something wrong, but like what a different level of opposition compared to how you were facing, how you thought about Liverpool, who were, we thought, a bang-informed team. You're now looking at Burnley. You've got like one point against Forest, and you'll see. No, that in the same no, way. I, I don't. I don't mean that in terms of the level of opposition, but I mean the importance of the victory. Yeah, no, uh, but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Is the fact is we're now looking at that. It, not like oh, it's nailed on. There's three points. It's like it, this is so important that we get this win. I mean, because it's not fucking nailed. They've only got one point this season, man. They are bottom of the Premier League, but Burnley's survival in the league this season relies exclusively on whether or not they win their home games. That's mm. that's the only thing that's going to keep them up. Right, so they have been absolute cacks. Are so we far. there, banana skin? Is that what you're saying? But you know, you know full well that it is going to be their. I mean, standard, right? United to come in its cup final, absolutely standard. Let alone when you're playing a wounded United that really, really need a win. And mm. teams have shown Arsenal, Bayern have kind of shown how to play against us. Just sit off Onana, sit off us, and mark, and and do the markers. I tell you what, before we go into Burnley, can we skip back and praise Hoyland? I was just saying, let's do some good stuff. Yeah, yeah no, like that, mate. Hoyland is. I said this yesterday. Try and th- try and think about this now. How many signings can you name from the last five? Uh, sorry, five ten years or so. United signings that have just come in and just nailed it immediately and be like, "Wow, what a signing!" Straight away. One, honestly, I think Bruno. Bruno's oh, Bruno's Bruno, one Cas- that Casemiro. Casemiro, although he didn't start. No, the Casemiro, first few man, games. He, took, he took quite a few games to come well, in. Man. McTominay kept him out because he was playing so well, and he. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you say. Do you mean like first season nailed it? Or like no, I just mean. No, I just mean like straight. Like Kane has got five goals for Bayern. Bellingham's got six and Bellingham, six for Real Madrid. God, right? Oh my God, I can't even. I can't even talk no. about Bellingham. You see that Oli, so sad. See that Oli interview about yeah. the players that he. It was Haaland, Rice, Bellingham, and was it Kane? I uh, mean, yeah, Kane's at the time. You're not going to get Kane at the time because like he was under contract. But Bellingham, we've what if. We completely fucked that up. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna get the Ballon d'Or, isn't he? I wouldn't say we fucked up. Like we, he came to the he came to uh, Carrington. Fergie was there. We we did everything, but he was just like, nah, it's not well, right for me right he now. He wouldn't get first team football, right? That was the that was. I mean, the, he would the, have. You think? Because we 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 not we well, not. So who, like, do, we, who do we have at that point? Do we have like Pogba and Matic. Who I don't know who our midfield was. Yeah, but we don't. We I mean, it was what 15, 16 at the time. 16, I mean, 16 going on seventeen. Yeah, that one stings. We'd have to hope that. He wins all the pots in the next four years and he comes back and he comes to United when he's 24. And then we get six years of Bellingham at his absolute peak. 
No, but that no, would is. be amazing. But we have he to. He is a joke. We have he to rise our levels to his in between. My God, yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be the player now if he he is if he had come to United. At that point. this sad, sad but true. Yeah, sad but very, very sad truth. But anyway, look, there's hardly fucking any, and Hoyland comes into a really bad situation, really, where the club is in terms of how we're playing, and his performance against Arsenal was, I thought, quite impressive straight away. Brighton, mm. I thought he was good, and that was. He scored a goal, which like, you look at the reverse angle and, it's, and the ball's not crossed the line. And then they're away at Bayern Munich. You see, did you see his face in the Champions League anthem came on? He's like a kid in a sweet shop. It's like a dream. Couldn't, he, he couldn't stop couldn't stop smiling. He was just like, this is it. I've made it. I've made it. And he goes and scores. I'm really, really optimistic, man. Like both goals that he scored, one that counted, one that didn't. Kind of poacher ones. Kind of not really, uh, you know, wonderful goals, but in the mm. box, right place, right time, instinctive finishing. And it's just, please, please, just please. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he started really, really well. And, and so is Regulon as well. And Regulon was somebody that so many people were slagging. The idea of, oh, oh it's typical United, standards through the floor. Like, oh, well, no, Luke Shaw's out for like three months. Oh, he, he clearly doesn't trust Alvaro Fernandez because he wants two right backs. And all of a sudden, Wamba Saka's out for two bloody months. So it's know, almost right. like Ten Hag was right Yeah, to bring in Regulon. And first couple of games, it's a bit, it's a bit of a sad indictment of the rest of the squad, but Regulon's showing the right sort of attitude and approach that quite a lot of players aren't. He is. He is. He looks good. I was I was one of the ones that didn't was very, very underwhelmed. Because we were trying we nearly signed him, didn't we? And yeah, then, we, we got Tellers instead. Yeah. Well That worked out. <laughs> good, didn't it? I remember I remember saying when Teller started, I remember I think I messaged you, like you had a real whip on him. And I, I think I messaged you at the time going he's going to link up with Cavani. It's going to be amazing. This is going to be an amazing season. Like he's just going to, he's like, he's like, he's like Beckham at left back. And then it turns out he wasn't in any way. And no, he was actually not. quite an average player. He did score an absolute belter though. He did. One. He did. It's poor return on 16 million quid. One, one YouTube goal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From best, Laura and Charlton to Bruno, Rashford and Leacher. This is the United People's Podcast. Uh, but no, Regulon, I've been quite impressed with and um, let's hope that he continues that. So if you're looking at the positives from that game against Bayern, you're looking at the fact that I suppose we scored three goals, but that's kind of by the by. The opening 20 were good and then we collapsed and that's just a, that's a repeating pattern. Yeah, happened, against do, Spurs, happened against Spurs, didn't it? We were first half great, second half. Mate, it's a complete reverse of what we like under Oli, where we under Oli, we seem to have to concede to play up. Yeah. we'd we, Under Oli, we would concede the first goal and then we'd we'd come to life. Much like point. Bayern did whenever we scored against them, they just go up again. It's such a weird reversal. 
It is, and I think I do. I, the one thing is with Ten Hag, I do question a little bit, and I don't know, it must come from. I don't know who it comes from, where it comes from, because I'm not a psychologist and I'm not in the dressing room. But we seem mentally more fragile than we've been under any other manager. I mean, yeah, we've lost the, 18 of our last 35 away games. Imagine the, that. The Oli. So my mate last night, I watched most of the games with. Uh, we were talking about the Oli thing. What's changed? Because I was a big fan of Oli, and I was gutted when he went, and you know the Liverpool thing did for him. It was like we went on that, you know, that unbeaten away run. I was at twenty-one games. No, the whole season he, went unbeaten. And he was like, "Mate, that was behind closed doors, right? That was during COVID. There was no crowd." And you think, is it that we don't really respond very well to an away crowd at this team? And that that speaks to mental fragility. Did did you did you uh, read the Solskjaer interview because he alluded to that? Oh, no, I just listened to my mate Rich. Yeah, so he so Solskjaer he mentioned the interview. That. Right. He literally said in the interview, he goes, that, that season we we played away from home, it, it was behind closed doors in COVID. So I think even Solskjaer knew that that was part of the issue. But hey, we just, I love him. He's so big of him. He could have just said, you know, it was because I was great. You know, that's hey, a, can you imagine what we're going to do when we go to Galatasaray? Oh, terrifying. We're putting it, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's going to be bad. We're going to have to win all our home games. But look, mate. Let's, did let's you ever see that, that video of it? It was when Chelsea went to Gala, like years ago, things like the mid, sort of mid to late 90s. And Dennis Wise, like they were going through that, just like the sea. I don't know if you ever seen that, that zombie yeah, yeah, yeah. day of the dead, where like all the zombies, the bus is crawling through, and like it was like that. It was just it was it was, it was getting mobbed, and like all of the Chelsea players had basically drawn their curtains, apart from Dennis Wise, who had it <laughs> open, and he was just doing this sort of Queen's wave and sort of blowing kisses at them. And they were going, they were going, they were going mental. That <laughs> is, yeah, that that was amusing. But we we we'll. So now we we've not done too well in the Champions League with Turkish teams without Başakşehir here. Team oh. we seemed, we had a German team then was it we had um, was it by Leverkusen we had in our group have I completely dreamt that up and what Basak- are you talking about Istanbul Başakşehir that was the one where like, they scored the worst goal of all time when they we, we had it was Matic and Dembélé in a foot race yeah <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah so we. we I think that was Europa. Was that Europa League? No, it wasn't. That was the Champions League. No, that was the Champions League. That was the last Champions time we were in the Champions yeah. League. Um, so all in all, it doesn't bode too well going to Turkey because I do think they are a bit emotionally fragile. And then that leads me on to the next thing. Bruno is a captain, right? I love him as a player. You don't really have steel with him, right? You have whining and you have like kind of complaining and, and petulance. And I, again, I don't think that you know, with Maguire, we had, I think, a bit of a wimp, basically, when it came came yeah. down to to how he represented the team on the pitch. That like, he was too quiet, too too stood off. Probably, some, you know, I don't want to be too critical. Of that. He's had enough. But Bruno is very outspoken, but not in the Roy Keane way. Like it was, just, which I know it's easy. We always end up defaulting back to under Fergie, I mean, but it's, it's a really, very you different. Have to compare to the best, captain. right? A very very different type of captain. I think that also filters down to the team. When you've got Bruno sort of waving his arms and being petulant and whining and as brilliant as he is and as passionate as he is, I don't think that's a good thing. But I don't know who else it would be, honestly. I mean, I, I, I might have mentioned Casemiro before the season, but then look at him now. I'm not sure that would have been impossible. Yeah, well, um, no, I would say he's a very strong case from last year. Um, but who? <sighs> who? Martinez, but... Nah, but again, like, he's going to he's gonna get a yellow. He's probably going to get sent off more... A few times to see, a couple of times. No, to see. I, I personally think Bruno was the right choice, but I understand what you mean there. And unfortunately, those, those, those sort of situations come more often than not when you're losing. Uh, and it's these situations where United are crumbling the most. And we're speaking about 
it won't be a nice atmosphere at Turf Moor on Saturday. Burnley yeah. will be so up for this game and the fans will be so up for it because I think we lost there last time. Was that when like, J. Rodriguez scored or some shit? Yeah. Or that, but then it might have been about Old Trafford. Sod knows. We've not, we've not had the best of records against Burnley in the last few years, that's for sure. Um, we're going to have to pull it out. Saturday night, 8 p.m. kickoff. Doesn't make it any better. Everyone's going to be pissed, right? So the crowd is going to be more G'd up as a consequence. Mm. Uh, plays under the floodlights. That makes it even more of an atmosphere. Is that United have just? We have to get a result on Saturday. We ha- like no matter how we do it, I don't care, but it has to happen because this is where I think the tide could turn. I'm not saying that the tide's going to turn against Ten Hag, but it's, this is where I think a lot of um, there's going to be a lot of energy against him if we don't beat Burnley. But what happens, right? I mean, they're not going to get rid of him, and they shouldn't get rid of him. Like it's to talk about you know Ten Hag's job being under. And I don't know if anyone it's, it's is. Madness. But- I deliberately don't, football, look, right? don't look at Twitter too much anymore because it's fucking poisonous. But Unfortunately, I have to. So I don't really see much of that stuff anymore. But I don't know a single United fan that is calling for his job at the moment. I think this is this is the sort of the road to pragmatism we need to be on because we're the most unpragmatic team. And you look at Arsenal, you look at Liverpool, they have managers with a four-year plan and a four-year runway. And they are they, re- they reap the whirlwind. They, you know, they reap the rewards of it. We have to accept that it's a rocky path back to greatness. Um, and it hasn't gone particularly... It went, look, last season was fucking great. Yes, the away form was bad. Okay, we got absolutely blisteringly thumped a couple of times by far, far better teams. But we haven't... Yeah, he hasn't turned into a moron overnight, Ten Hag. There is a lot of things working against him here. The, the takeover that didn't happen, the 12 injuries, there is so much stuff in the background from this absolute circus, Jaden Sancho, who just needs to fuck off. Basically, all these things add up to a very unsettled place to be. And like, you see that. And I think Maybe a football team is always reflective of the club that they represent. And, yeah. and I don't think enough is given to that. And unfortunately, United, uh, we, we are an absolute clusterfuck. Mm. But um, do, you, how, do, you, do, you, do you, look, you do this for a living. You're way more versed in this to me. What is your personal opinion and attitude towards Ten Hag at this current, on this current day, if you had to vote, yeah, oh, no, it's, it's, it's an irrelevant vote. It's a rhetorical question. I'll be absolutely unequivocally in support of him, but I yeah. have to admit that the first time I had genuine real questions was after Brighton. Yeah. I think when they that, took Hoyland off. No, 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 that was, mate, generally, was only coming. It was coming back from injury. That was just like people booing just because they were just angry at the, at the occasion. But I mean, just the manner of the defeat to Brighton at home, that I'm looking at that going, that's what I expected of a Ten Hag team. Controlling the ball, playing out from the back, build up, beautiful goals. Mm. And I was like, fuck, they're doing that to us. And that really hurt. Um, and he, he didn't react to the system that De Zerbi did mid-game. That was when I questioned a couple of tactical things. I don't question him overall at all. I think he's, I stand by pretty much every major decision that he has made at our club. And he's had to deal with a hell of a lot. Yeah. And we just, we just, we have to ho- we have to hope as fans that his he outlasts the great the Glazers' stubbornness and greed mm. because one of those will go first. It will either be Ten Hag leaves or the Glazers sell our club. One of those will happen first. But then, yeah, I mean that's, and then we're still stuck in the cycle, aren't we? You, and then we be, and then we begin again. But then you go, oh, well, the Glazers, not the Glazers. They gave you money, and then you go, well, they did give us a bit of money, not really real money, but they gave us money and they spent it. But for a manager that started to build a team that was basically the whole thing was called off 
in season two. So we get another guy and I'll go, that's not Mate, his Arteta team. In his second, team. I, think, I think in his second season, Arteta went through a run of like seven games, lost five, drew two. They lost at home to like Wolves. They lost at home to Aston Villa. Yeah. It was it was bad. And that was in Arteta. He even went out and st- strolled out to bat for him and said, look, I know it, but this isn't, this isn't real almost. Like this isn't, he's a brilliant manager. You just have to keep watching. It is just the incessant nature of immediate gratification that comes from modern football culture 100%, 100%. That, that removes the ability to actually go, you know what? I'm, I'm on this journey for a couple of years. Mm. Hey, we've been shit for 10. We've been on it for 10. I'm saying we've, we've been, been shit for 10. Like, can we just wait? I don't mind waiting another year if it means we're actually properly good. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. January is going to be interesting. I mean, January, I'd love us to go and sign Ivan Tony. That's the first thing I would say. I, 100%. 100, I, I, he's a, he's, he's, yeah, he's a that would That would suit, that would be such a perfect signing. That, yeah. uh, well, I think there's going to be a few clubs after him, but Burnley, prediction quick. I think we'll win, but I think it'll be a fairly ragged. It depends who we've got, it depends who we've got coming back in. We could have Amrabat bat in there. We could have Varane back. I don't yeah. think it'll be, I think it'll be a little bit too early for Mason Mount, but we could have Amrabat and Varane, which is going to really help that defence. Look, I mean, we don't know, as, as you said right at the beginning of this, we don't know Amrabat we've not seen yet. Yeah. Uh, we saw him in the World Cup. I don't know. I've never really watched him play Fiorentina. I've watched a fair uh, bit. Right. So basically, he, he, I've seen his stats and they're impressive, but it's a different kettle of fish. So we just don't, it's a bit of an unknown quantity, but I would say based on the fact of what we hope he is and if Varane's back, and actually to be fair, with the rest of the players we can still put out, we should be able to comfortably beat Burnley for its mentality thing. So I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm going to say 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. You're going to say clean sheet as well. That and I'm be- going to say, yeah, I am. I am because... I think Anana really, really acquitted himself well after that. He came out the way he spoke. I thought was brilliant, and I thought that's somebody that's got the attitude. And uh, he, did, so, he actually played well in the second half as well. He actually made some pretty decent he did saves. Make some good saves. He managed to, you know, we still conceded four, but like <laughs> he did make some good saves. But I mean, yeah, I think that Hoyland's going to be hungry again. He looks like he looks like he's going to score, basically, doesn't he? He's a handful, and I think he's going to get this. He's got the taste for it now. He's going to want his first goal. I have no reason to think we can't beat the bottom team in the league. I mean, if you can't beat the bottom team of the league, then what sort of ambitions can you possibly have in a Premier League season? That, well, we don't uh, have any ambitions truth, left in the Premier League told. season. It's damaged well, yeah. the attention already in, in the Premier League, at least. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good. Look, I'm, I think we'll concede. I'd be very surprised if we kept a clean sheet, just the way that Man United are playing right now. Uh, but I would think we've got enough. And honestly, I think I know I'm putting a lot on Amrabat, but he's. He's he's the guy that that should come if he plays against Burnley he'll come out with like ninety three percent pass accuracy he won't ever misplace a pass he'll be you can give him the ball and he'll find a teammate and mm. that really is so it's boring but it's needed because every time we played so far we get it from the defense to the attack as quickly as possible and if we don't do that uh, we're fucked mm. that's our only method of attacking right now and Amrabat mm. should hopefully change all of that give us the ability to slow it down. To actually not just let Burnley have the ball, let yeah. them chase it for a bit. Yeah, that's what he's. That's why I hope he changes. Make it. So, what are you thinking then? What's your? I think I'm going to go for a two-one. I think we'll have enough, but I, I think it's going to be a nervy one, and I just hope. I, I imagine the last ten minutes we're all going to be squeaky bum time. That's what I imagine, and if Burnley get up for it, and they get uh, sod knows, but we have to win. We have to win, and I hope we do. And two-one mm. is what I'm going to predict. I think we will. But it's been a. Ooh, it's been a. It's been a. An interesting start to the season. I I'd think say, I as far as that, it's been a really shit start to the season. Oh yeah, well, thank you, mate. Yeah, you can you can elevate that if you want. Very it's much. been an absolutely garbage start to the season. Uh, Man United have conceded, I think, like fourteen goals in the last four or five games. Sod knows, it's shit. Mm. Right, 
Burnley. And then we've got Burnley, Crystal Palace back to back. And then we've got Galatasaray at home. And I don't know what the other the other fixture is, but we are entering a decent fixture list on paper for us. I, to be honest, on paper though, I don't think we've left a particularly challenging one. I mean, yeah, Brighton are very good. Oh, come on, man. We had, our, our first three away games of the season were Spurs away, Arsenal away and Bayern away. Okay, when you actually use facts, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For a team that is crap at away games, right, going I'm, into those three. Thinking Brighton, yes, they are very good, but I still can't get past the fact it's Brighton. Spurs, I have to say, they're not Spurs anymore, are they? They, they, they don't. You know what pisses me off about that? They tried to hire like four other managers and failed, and then yes. somehow at the bottom of the bin, they found Postecoglou and went, oh, I mean, we can't get anybody else. Go on then. Yeah, and he's yeah. been the gem. He's been perfect for them. He's sound as well, isn't he? I like him. He looks sound as hell. Mm. I'm not happy for him, but I'm happy for him that he's being able to prove himself. But I'm, I'm annoyed that Spurs have fumbled into a No, you're manager. right. To be fair, it's, it has been tougher than I probably thought. I just like to think, you know, it's, you look at things like, you look at Wolves and you go, that, that shouldn't have been difficult. You know, you no, said, Wolves, we had Wolves like, and Forest, there's no excusing. Yeah, we had very, very winnable opening games. They were, they were somehow crap. They were as, as bad as a win could possibly be, mm. Wolves and Forest, but they were. And it's got to happen against Burnley. Look, well, hopefully we'll chat on Sunday uh, if you're a boot. Uh, and um, United win. Well, I'll be here if, if we win, lose or draw. Hang on, that's going to be quite late for us, isn't it? No, we'll, no we'll, well, we'll Sunday, 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 Sunday. Yeah, jeez, yeah, yeah, jeez. Yeah, fair enough. So Sunday Eve, Sunday Eve. But uh, mm. look, I hope you enjoyed the pod. If you did, make sure you give us a five-star review. Um, you talking to me maybe, or the people? Oh, yeah, if you. I can you go and, I would can be. Can I'll give you a three-star review, though. Three-star is a bit harsh. Why Well, I thought we did well. But, you know, there's room for improvement. Could be room for improvement. Feel like United right now. And we'll end it on that. Not that bad. This is a United People's TV and Listening Dog Media production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.